Hello there. Hello there. Welcome back to the Sky Guys podcast here. We are continuing our offseason. We're getting into bracket coverage here on the podcast, doing our second annual bracket. We're going to get into which Star Wars characters have made the best transition from animation to live action over the next month. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Phillips. Joining me today, first of all, the man's voice, you usually hear the narration, but we're taking bracket month off of narration. Pete Constor is here. Pete, how are you? I've been fired. I'm not very happy about this, Mike. <laughs> I may go on strike. You're going to join uh, the actors? Un- it's unfair. It's unfair. They took me off the narration. No, it's great to be here. I'm excited for this bracket. I'm very excited to see what you guys think about different characters and how they transition to live action. And it's always great talking stars with you guys. So very pumped. Yep. Also with us here today, uh, the Dave Filoni of this podcast, Nick Frieda is here. Nick, how are you? Doing great. And Pete, you were fired for a good reason. Your your Empire Strikes Back, whatever we want to call it, you thinking you can write it better has rightfully so gotten you mocked on the internet. I six fine. I, I say about sixty percent of the internet. That's fine. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it was a surprising amount of people who were in your corner. Yeah. Pete's hot take was actually like semi hot. I mean, look, he asked for a hot take. I went for it. I, I don't know what you expect. Uh, you got to you got to make an interesting point at that point. Yep. And obviously we can't do the make the bracket ourselves. Not as fun to do that. So we did bring in some guests to help us make, fill this bracket out. First up, Maggie's return to the podcast after a day, fun debut in Andor. Uh, Nick's older brother, Phil Fry, is here. Phil, how are you? I am good. Thanks for having me back. And uh, I was right about Fennec. <laughs> that you were here and also here with us here today. Phil Braun assistant to help him make the bracket, making his Sky Guys debut. Max Roberts here. Max, how are you? Good to be here. Thanks for having me on. Uh, this is probably the most important project Phil's been having me work on the last couple of weeks. Uh, so, yeah. happy to do it. Yeah, and Max, um, like if you're watching the video version of this podcast, it, I appreciate the coder reference here it's, because he has done more coder playthrough than two thirds of this podcast have. Highly cannot recommend that game enough. It is still one of the best RPGs ever made. The second one's also very good. The yeah, second one, they wish they had actually not rushed it out for Christmas. That unfortunately is a track record with Obsidian where they're rushing out otherwise very good games that are, are good but buggy and sometimes unfinished. Yeah. Uh, but still enjoy the story. Still highly recommend it. Yeah, and Nick, if you're not aware, the sequel to Nice Old Republic uh, 2, Republic 2 they released, they rushed it out before Christmas. I think in two, what, Max, what was it, 2005 it came out? I think it was 04, actually. So they, Coder 1 came out in 03, and I'm pretty sure Coder 2 came out in 2004. So they had a year to, like, make the new game. Brand new story, but a lot of the same assets. There was stuff that was unfinished, lots of glitches. They famously, yeah, yeah they famously removed an entire planet, Nick, to, in order to make sure they got the game out on time, which is a problem. Yeah, it sounds like a problem. This is the one with... Um... I'll butcher the name, so I'm not even going to bother. That's with uh, Treya. Yeah. The, uh, Darth the guy who's on the cover of it. Nihilus. Nihilus. Yep, yeah. Him, him too. Did I say it right? Yep, you did get it right. Oh. Well, he, yeah. I know about him from Howard Stern. <laughs> on Howard Stern? That's awesome. Uh, they did us that bit where they mocked him. Oh. Wait, why? I don't know. They said he eats planets. He does. He, like, drains all the life from planets. So that's one part of the plot of the game is that he, like, kills off this entire planet by draining all the force energy from it. Yeah, so that's but, something we'll go into a future path. We'll get, to, get through Coder 1 with these guys. We'll get the Coder 2 down the line. But uh, Pete, if you want to subscribe to us here on the podcast, you can do so Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, Amazon, all the usual suspects. 
Simply search for the Sky Your Favorite Podcast platform. You find all episodes there. And for those of you who are following on finds on YouTube and not just in just in the suffering for a few months, so come hang out and subscribe with us. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if you're getting the, the podcasts on audio, right, and you have to be subscribed, it's not going on the Just on the Suffering feed. Um, but YouTube, you're getting it all the same, which is pretty cool. But definitely subscribe. Even if you're just doing YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube, subscribe to our Spotify and everywhere else where podcasts can be found. Yep. And uh, Nick, people follow us on social media. How can they do that? You can follow at Sky Guys Podcast. It's on Instagram, Twitter, Threads, and TikTok. Yeah, definitely check it out there, Nick. I was disappointed the Chewy versus General Grievous clip has not gotten as viral as I thought it would on TikTok. People had some good opinions on it. So how long do you think I have to keep saying, or I guess, how when, when do I have to make the switch where I have to start saying X? I'm not saying X ever. Ever? I think eventually yeah. people are going to say, what's that when you say Twitter? Yeah, well, I think Twitter is a long enough lifespan. I see Twitter's all the time. I see all the time in like news articles that they always write X, formerly known as Twitter. So even the like I have to refer to it as X, even there it's not catching on. Yeah, so that's for sure here. And we can also check out the YouTube version of this Mike Phillips on YouTube. Favors of the podcast here is Phil knows we break the props out, we get the graphics out here, and uh just because our last show was here, Lego Ahsoka is in the in the mix here. Welcome. Yeah. That was that was that was a big surprise for Max over there. Like, yeah, I've never seen the Lego Ahsoka. Yeah. Uh, I think I know they just came out with a couple of sets, but it's really got it. Yeah, that's the ten dollar brickhead version. More Lego Ahsoka than I have. Yeah, Max. Max has a uh, a lot of Star Wars memorabilia in his office, uh, including I, a Darth Revan. I do. I have a little Darth Revan bobblehead, bobblehead uh, going along with the uh, Kotor references, and I think I have about five different Grogu things. <laughs> My like fiance got me the like re- life size replica one, the limited edition one that's just like standing on my de- uh, desk overlooking everybody who comes into my office. It definitely sounds like a fun office visit here, but uh, let's go over to Nick here. A little bit of Star Wars news to go over. Before we get there, we, we were discussing um, Star Wars memorabilia, and it made me remember that I am owed a Chopper Funko Pop by you, Mike. It is, it is in the process of being ordered. Is it available yet? I have to double check. Again, this is Mike having a scheduling issue. It's why, why it's not been taken care of yet, but it is on my to-do list. All right. Well, I'm expecting it to add to my collection. Yep. It's, it's going to be in your collection. Do not worry. All right. So we got into the news. Uh, two short things. One is that uh, we've been continuously monitoring the actors and, uh, and prior to that, the writer's strike. The actors' strike now. They're negotiating... Um, this week, trying to end strikes, so they're back in talks. And then, second piece of news is that there was a Marvel book that um, basically reveals that Disney pressured Feige and Kathleen Kennedy, Feige from Marvel, Kathleen Kennedy from Star Wars, to reveal projects at Disney's 2020 Investor Day, despite some of them being nowhere near ready. So they pressured a lot of projects to be revealed, even though they... But as we know, most of them were canceled, at least on the Star Wars side. Star Wars, actually, most of them got made. I mean, there was a, only a few that were really got canceled or in development hell, like Lando and Rage of the New Republic. I guess technically Lando wasn't canceled, right? Lando's, I put, I put the development hell category. They, they claim it's going to happen, so we'll see. Now a movie, Lando. Yeah, we'll see. All right, so is that on the news department? That's it. All right, so let's get to what we're doing here. So <laughs> the... St- <coughs> 
The Star Wars animation, the live-action bracket. This is inspired by Ahsoka coming out here. We have a bunch of characters jump over from the cartoons to the live-action format here. So, uh, Pete, what makes you what makes us so excited about this bracket? Um, I think what makes it exciting for me is that we see a lot of animated shows, even if it's just not stars, it's anywhere, and it and you you want to feel like it's real life, right? I mean, it's, it's what fantasy is, what sci-fi is. Um, and I think when we have live action, it just gets you one step closer to it, right? It's not perfect, obviously. It's not actually happening. You know, lightsabers are not going to be a thing in real life, maybe for many, many years or if ever. Uh, but it, it kind of brings you one step closer and, and the character is a little bit more relatable, right? Gives a human element to it or an alien element to it, whatever you'd like to say. So I think that's what's exciting for me to talk about and also for maybe people that want to talk about the transition between an animated character live action because it kind of it kind of puts everything back into reference. You're not just watching a cartoon anymore. You're actually watching real people act out this character. Yeah, for sure here. And Nick, I think one thing that's fun is that the criteria on this is sort of wide open here where we could judge here, like, do they look right? Are they portrayed correctly? Like, is it like a true representation of the character? There's a lot of different ways you can go on the uh, criteria for judging this bracket. Yeah. Oh, definitely there is. Because if you look at some characters who were, and I don't, I don't know the bracket to make that clear. That was made by our, you know, our, our selection Sunday crew. But Count Dooku was portrayed. You know, he was great in the in the Clone Wars show. But look, he looked look at the look of him. He looked terrible. Yeah. Like if you compare him to Christopher Lee, like. So I'm excited to see how we're going to go. But that is Count Dooku. I mean, I know that's backwards because he is in live action first. But would that be considered a high seed or a low seed? Because he acted, you know, it was exactly like him, but it looked nothing like him. Yeah, for sure. Here we do have like a, a couple of different shows covered here because obviously we have Clone Wars and Rebels here. But uh, Max, we actually can go back to the Clone Wars micro series for one of the seeds in this bracket. Yeah, um, and we actually uh, we have a very deep cut that I think is in Phil's bracket. So we'll see how many people recognize why this character is, is transitioning uh, from animation to live action. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a good a good variety of things. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of interesting stuff here in the mix, and it covers a couple of different shows. They've popped up in different live action projects here, so. We, we went to the selection committee here. Phil and Max, they put the bracket together. So we're going to go ahead now. We're going to start revealing regions. This is a 16, actually 17 team field. We have one play in in this thing. So we have a couple characters did not make the cut, but we have four regions. We're going to play it out over the next four weeks. So we're going to go through one at a time. Then the fifth week, which is covering the end of November, we're going to crown a champion. Best character go from animation to live action. Did that work for you, Nick? Yeah, my only question is, do we have anywhere in this Maybe it's maybe it's a different topic. You tell me. But is there anywhere where we have like people who have yet to make that transition who we want to see make that transition? That's a separate category. That's like a separate discussion. That's a completely separate thing, or is that like a like a an honorable mention topic? That's I think that's a separate thing here. Like we could just we could do that. I think in the last episode maybe. Discuss All right, who, because I, because there's some that I think of right right away. Yeah, I know I know one specific guy you're, that you just saw at Galaxy's Edge. Who, bit, uh, uh, that counts as live action. I saw him. Yeah, yeah, it counts as animatronic. He was there. Yeah, yeah, he did not make the bracket because he te- technically not appeared in a Star Wars live action TV show or movie. But yeah, I did just return from from Hondoville. Yeah, for sure. Here, so let's get to the regions here. We we name these after some Star Wars luminaries in the animation space here. So we're gonna fill first here. So Phil's gonna the George Lucas region here. So this contains our top overall seed as well, Phil. So you want to share the screen with us? on the video version just take a look at who we got so far 
All right, sure. Before um, we go into it, do you want us to go over like how we rate them generally, like what our criteria? Yeah, that's, probably, that's actually a good idea, Max. So, like, you want you to talk about like what went into this process here, like how you guys sort of like came up the your criteria for these seatings. So sure. we went with three categories. The first was character development. So, does the live action portrayal either continue with the, the character's best qualities or improve their design, like improve their storyline, you know, delve deeper into them, or does it kind of do nothing with them or does it do something negative to them? Second was design. So does the character actually look like how they look in live, uh, animation, the same as they do in live action? And then the third was actor and voicing portrayal. So does the actor portray the character and voice the character just as well or worse than the voice actor or actress did. Um, and so those were kind of the three categories that we talked about with, uh, I guess, the, the 17 that we have. Yeah. Yeah, basically how this worked here, Phil, is I sent you the list that these are the characters we want in the bracket, that I think should be in the bracket, and then you guys, I left it to you guys, so you guys do whatever you want with it. Right, uh, and we ranked them um, from 1 to 17, and... Uh, they were put into a bracket, so uh, I'll reveal the first uh, region, which has the number one overall seed, which I think everybody could probably predict. But are you going to be doing it like 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 the Selection Sunday show, like a PowerPoint presentation where you hit enter and the and the and number one seed goes in, and then you hit enter again, and the next seed comes in? That's that's about my tech, no. That's about our technology grade, Nick. Uh, oh, that would be nice, like a Selection Sunday show. Yeah, show the Iota some... Gales playing against Ohio State or whoever. <laughs> we just have some JPEGs. So here we go. Here is the first four, including the number one overall seed, or five, I should say. So you should be able to see that now. Uh, as you can see, the number one overall seed, don't think anybody's surprised by that, is Thrawn. Uh, and he is getting matched up in the play-in game between the winner of Jason Sandula and the fifth brother. And then uh, the 2-3 is, uh, I think, a tight one. Tad Bain versus Saul Guerrero. Uh, Max and I had a hard time ranking these guys, and they ended up getting ranked right right next to each other. So uh, if you're a college basketball fan, you could think of this like a, an 8-9 matchup. All right, so uh, Pete, reaction to this first region? Uh, yeah, it's good. I got to be honest with you. The, the playing intrigues me the most um, <laughs> out of everything. Just, just because I'm curious to see what what kind of way that goes, but as far as the one, two, three, though, those are those are really good characters. I like it. Uh, Nick, what do you think? So I can I actually love the play, and it's like perfect. I think of the two worst, and they come to mind right away. So I, I, although there were some that were excluded from the list, yeah, we had a few who did not make the cut. So how many did you give initially? I gave him 17 initially. I cut there was there was a list of 21 I was working off of. I cut four. Oh, okay. So you gave them this list of 17. So you cut the four. Yes. Okay. So I think it's clear these two are the worst. And, and I'll be honest, when I when you first said the number one seed overall is Thrawn, I was like, really? And now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, actually, it kind of does make sense. So I'm, I'm interested to see the rest because now I can't really think about who else. So seeing the rest will refresh my memory on on who else. So I'm excited to see. All right. Uh, Phil, you could uh, drop, out, drop the screen a second if you want. So... I'm going to go to Max here on this one. Now, Phil mentioned that you guys had a tough time with uh, Cad Bane and Saw Guerrero. Like, what made that one so tight in the seating here? 
Sorry, you want to talk? Sure. Uh, I think I actually think they're both kind of similar. Um, their their animated characters are highly, highly respected by everybody. They're live action characters that I think most people liked, uh, but they're both difficult characters to bring into live action. I think Cad Bane's probably a little bit harder just because he's got the the whole outfit with the things to protect him from getting force choked. Uh, they both have the iconic voice, um, the way that Forrest Whitaker portrays Saw Gerrera. That, that's what I always remember is that, that voice. And uh, the same thing with Cad Bane. So we just thought that they were kind of similar in those that regard. Yeah, and Max, obviously, Cad Bane controversial because a lot of people did not like his coloring, his skin coloring in uh, Book of Boa Fett. Yeah, I think Phil and I were both very high on the Cad Bane design, actually. Uh, but it's sort of hard to portray him because when you see him in Clone Wars, he's like in his prime. He's able to jet boost around. You have the jail arc uh, where he breaks out of jail with, I, I don't remember who else he's in there with, honestly. But when you see him in Book of Boba Fett, it's like 30 years later. So he's older, he's slower, and it's hard to have those really dramatic moments. Uh, or those really intense moments. Whereas with Saw Gerrera, he kind of is like building up. He's becoming a more mature leader. Uh, and you see that with Forrest Whitaker, uh, even though you don't see much of him because you really only see him get blown up by the Death Star. <laughs> yeah, and I will also point out here in terms of the Cad Bane thing, it's sort of like the Logan version of Cad Bane. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's older. It's yeah. it's But at the same time, like, I think the design was okay. Uh, I wasn't, I, I did not hate it. Uh, I actually remember I was talking with this person on the plane that I met because she was reading like a dark Plagueis novel. I was like, oh, what do you think about live action Cad Bane? She's like, you know, animation's better, but what are you going to do with it? Like, it, it only translates so well. Uh, yeah. But it, it was, she, you know, I think he's okay. I think it's, you know, it was more of the like, they got a little bit of screen time. What do they really do with that screen time? Um, how's the performance look? All right, Zen. he did. He did have a really cool debut in in Mando, though, when he came walking from the desert. That was cool. Book of, yeah, Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, no, that was that was basically Mando at that point. I was really about to say, I was like, yeah, it's basically a Mando season disguise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Book of uh, Dinjarin. <laughs> yeah, and so to Reese, so Nick and P also clarified these guys sent me a C list, which is how I just broke the bracket up here in their overall rankings. Uh, Throng was one. Cad Bane and Saw were 8-9 in the list, and then 16 and 17 were Jason Sindul and, and uh, Fifth Brother. Okay, yeah, I, I agree. And with when it comes to the looks of Cad Bane at the time when it came out, like, I guess that was early 2022, I was like, oh, he looks terrible, but then I've, I've seen them do worse. So now I'm like, <laughs> hey, you know what, it doesn't look too bad. Yeah, so the A feels about right. If there's one of them that I will never get over. I think it's unbelievable how bad it looks. Yeah, I know he made. I'm pretty sure he made the bracket. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I think you know who I'm talking about. He, yes. he is in the bracket. All right, so let's go now to we're gonna go to the Dave Filoni region here, which is this is the this is on the same side of the bracket that was top left. Now we're going bottom left. Max, I have a question for you on the on the regions. Are they named anything for a reason, or it's just like just paying? It's paying. Named? It's paying homage to to like. Key versus but like people are not in a specific region for a specific reason, right? Like no. you're not putting Villanova in the east because they're in the east. No, although one character, okay. the reason why this region got named, you can figure out why the Filoni region got its name. So 
this is this is going to be the bottom left, and Max will take us through that one. Yep. Um, okay. Is everybody seeing? Oh, everyone seeing this? Yep. Yep. Okay. So our number one seed in the Dave Filoni region is Ahsoka Tano, fresh off her debut in Ahsoka, of course. Uh, facing off against the number four seed, who Nick, I'm pretty sure this is who you were referring to, the Grand mm-hmm. Inquisitor um, from Kenobi. And then our two and three seeds are Bo-Katan Kreese and Zebarilius. All right, so we have our next region on the board here. So, Nick, how do you think about this group? Well, I can see why this one's named the Dave Filoni region. Yeah. <laughs> but then again... They all kind of could, kind of will be at the end of the day, right? Yeah, I named this a Dave Filoni region because obviously Ahsoka this is Ahsoka's region, and this is like Dave Filoni's like most like memorable character. Yeah, I mean all of them are his characters at the end of the day, but um, the seating here is perfect, and the orders makes perfect sense, and I think that top matchup will be the biggest blowout in the history of college basketball. <laughs> Even bigger than whoever comes out of the uh, playing game against Thrawn. Uh, I guess not that. Yeah, about the same. Yeah. So, Pete, what do you think about these four? I mean, I agree with Nick. I think the uh, top one's going to be the biggest blowout ever. But uh, I'm I'm curious. I'm curious to see which way it goes. You know, maybe maybe there'll be some hot takes, maybe some some lukewarm takes, but we'll see. All right. So, Max, I think we can guys think. cut the screen here, but. Uh... Phil, tell us a little bit about the uh, Grand Inquisitor here. About like obviously, like he, like we're not big fans of design here. Is that why he's so low in the bracket, Phil? Yeah, the the design is it. It was so bad, it was distracting. Uh, everything else about the character isn't memorable from the Obi Wan series because of how bad the design was. It just it became distracting. I think anybody who watched any of the animation knows just how bad it was and, and it was puzzling couldn't even understand why it was so bad um, this was your friend mike right the actor uh yeah rupert friend who is famous from homeland yeah. uh, I, I i have nothing against the actor uh i don't think he did a very particularly bad job portraying the character it's just he was uh he was really handicapped by the just terrible terrible makeup i think what's worse is that like they've done his alien species in live action before like they did the utapowans better in revenge of the Sith. so the fact they couldn't do that in kenobi makes what is you know maybe otherwise it would have just been a bad design but it makes it an especially bad design and it was hard to get past that um and they didn't really do a lot with his character otherwise yeah p i feel like this one may have been a situation where maybe they were, they were talking to rupert fran he's like I'll play the character. I'm not going to spend 18 hours in makeup for this. So he said, okay, we're going to tweak the design for it. I don't think that worked. It might have been that. It might have been budget. Um, I think there's a lot of factors that could have played. Um, I know Disney, as of late, was struggling. um, And they were cranking out shows at that point. I mean, still are. But they were really cranking out shows by, like, the second, almost, I felt like. And Obi-Wan was kind of caught in that, in that, the middle there. So... It, it could be what you said. It could be budget. It just could be that they thought they were doing a good job and it didn't land, right? I mean, there's there's a, a ton of possibilities with that design. Yeah, so let's talk real quick about the other matchup here. Uh, Nick, gut feeling on Bo-Katan versus Zeb? Uh, I mean, it's kind of difficult for me to... 
I mean, I, I know we're not supposed to be voting on this stuff now, but it's kind of difficult for me to give any advantage to Zeb in that he's just barely in it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I just, he's there for what? 40 seconds? Yeah. But it's, it's difficult. And Bo Katan, obviously, like one of the criteria that we used here or they used was like the how the actor portrays them, like the voice and all that. It, it is the voice. So it kind of. It is Katie, you know? Katie Sackhoff here, and uh, yeah, Max. What was the ch what was the challenge of Zeb here? Because obviously, like you get him for forty seconds, he's the iconic Rebels character. They had the same voice actor playing him. Like that must have been a tough spot to try and see him. Yeah, I think it was really. He looks great. He's voiced by Stephen Blum, right? So you have the right voice, but it's like he's barely in it. Uh, and when you have a character who's barely in it, how is that a, a great portrayal versus Bo Katan? I think the look is nailed. You have the same voice actress playing, being the actual actress, but they actually do something with her character. Uh, so I guess it was more of the Grand Inquisitor was just so poorly received that Zeb uh, had a by default fall into the number three slot in this bracket. I forget what we what we rank. I know so I know Ahsoka and Bo Katan were like in the top five, top yeah. ten. Yeah, I forget I, what we rank the other two. I have the list here. It's like literally, it's the same. It's like same as a March Brand's bracket. Would Ahsoka was the four C, Grand Inquisitor was thirteen, and Bo Katan Zeb is your five twelve. Okay, yeah. So Zeb just, I mean, looks great. It was cool to see him as like a more accomplished member of the New Republic versus just a, a rebel. Um, but it's like. I wanted more. I wish that he was in Ahsoka, and then maybe I would have given him uh, a couple more points or a couple more slots up. Yeah, that caused Mike, the, you know, that caused you the know as well as anyone what happens with those five twelve matchups. Yeah, those are upset prone. Yeah, very well could be. All right, so let's now go on to the next region. Here, go to the D Bradley Baker region, and Phil, you want to take us through that one? Sure. So uh, let me share share the bracket with you guys. Should be able to see it now, uh, and as you'll see the. Number one seed in this bracket is Hera, uh, who Max and I thought, I, I believe Hera is actually the number two seed in the whole thing. Yep. Uh, yep, we, she is. we thought Hera was, was excellent. She's going up against Rex, uh, and, who's another casualty of just hardly being in it. Um, and then we had Ezra versus General Grievous as the two, three there. All right. So this is a fun one here. So uh, uh, Pete, first thoughts. I think General Grievous versus Ezra is going to be super tough. Yeah, I think that's going to be a, a a one point game at the end of the game. There, uh, that to me at least, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I think that's going to be a back and forth, at least in my brain, when we do decide to go forward and and reign a champion from that that piece. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it looks great too. Uh, the top the top portion also looks fantastic with uh, Hera and Captain Rex. But yeah, that 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 bottom section is really intriguing me. Yeah, it, it I guess it requires a different way of looking at it, in that you can't look at Revenge of the Sith and look at the Clone Wars and say that's that's how it happened with Grievous because it was the opposite. It was the other Clone Wars. So I guess going back, like to see how it was portrayed, you got to watch the, the micro Clone Wars. I guess we'll call them that. Yeah, the two D Clone or, Wars, or as the internet calls it, Clone Wars O three. Yeah, yeah, the two the two D version of Clone Wars that preceded the the two thousand eight show. That right, was, so that was that's uh, what it's really about. That was a tougher. Grievous was a tougher one to rank when Phil and I were conferring about it because I thought he was so good in Clone Wars 03 that I'm like, I didn't think he was bad in Revenge of the Sith, but he's just so good in this animation that it was hard to see him by comparison. 
but yeah, I think this is a very interesting bracket too. Good, good, uh, good division of the seeds, Mike. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Max, in terms of, Clo- of Grievous and Clone Wars 03, I think it's something that not many Star Wars fans are aware of here, the fact that, like, they had this little animated micro-series that c- came out between uh, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. So, like, he's one of the characters that comes over from that thing into the movie, which isn't something I don't think many were aware of at the time. Yeah, I know that the, I guess, was that post-Revenge of the Sith Clone Wars, the the one that Filoni directed is sort of the more famous one, but they had this very brief, like, five-minute snippets on Cartoon Network, and that's where General Grievous got his start. Uh, and if you've never seen it, uh, just Google or go on YouTube, like, General Grievous Clone Wars 03, he is terrifying in that series. Um, so he he's a very interesting one to transition over. Yeah, I think that's serious. I think there are a couple other characters that made it into the actual Away oh, Clone Wars came from that show, too. I think, like, Asajj Ventress comes from there. I think there's a couple other ones as well. Yeah, Asajj Ventress, Keith, Fe- Keith Feisto, I think, uh, comes from uh, Clone Wars 03 also. Probably a lot of the very random Jedi that you see in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, um, It is available also- on Disney Plus, too. It is? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, but they split like- it up. It's, it's really, like, 25, 30 episodes. They put it in two. That's just two really long, like, hour, ten-minute-long episodes. I know in the second season, they did have longer episodes. But, yeah, the first season was all, like, these five-minute clips. Um, By the way, speaking of characters that have never transitioned from animation to live action, Dirge from 03 Clone Wars, also a great character, very cool portrayal. Would love to see him in a future Star Wars project, but don't think that we will, just based on the era that he was part of. Yeah, so maybe that's something we could go on the on the idea list, Nick, as we sort of look at O3 Clone Wars as like a off season podcast someday. It, we should. It'd be quick too. It's no it's like watching one long movie, honestly. Yes. Is, so O3 Clone Wars is canon now. Disney canon? I don't think it's canon. I think it's just on Disney Plus. It's sort of like extended material if I'm if I'm correct. I don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's canon either. I, I don't know. It's sort of it's it's hard because since they made the other Clone Wars TV show, there's stuff that's that's contradictory between the two. It is not, not canon. Okay, not canon. Yeah, I think the only the only thing that's on there that's not canon would be this and then Lego stuff. I think he's the only character then we have who did not debut in canon. Uh, it depends on the interpretation for one character coming up shortly. So yes, uh, true, true. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, because there's one that's like in, in the uh, borderline here. Though we did watch that one, guys, so we have seen that one. All right, let's see. All right, so last question. Another one here, I think, is interesting. Here is like obviously, uh, I think you ran into the same challenges that Rex you did with Zeb. Phil, in terms of like you get so little of him in live action. Yeah, it just it makes it hard to. He looks great. Uh, sounds great. Obviously, same guy, but uh, but it just it's very difficult to rank rank him any higher because there's no character development. You see him for, what was he, in five seconds maybe of Ahsoka? Yeah. Uh, and uh, so so we, he was on the list. We oh, put him in there. Don't forget Return but... of the Jedi. All <laughs> uh, right. Uh, so he was, uh, he's on the list. We put him in there. Um, he's, uh, if he was around more, I think he'd definitely get a higher seed. But for for just uh, five seconds or so, that's all we could do. Uh, Max, it hurt Rex's cause here that, like, we, I think probably for budget reasons, we don't take his helmet off and we just we didn't want to DH 10 Morrison for the role. 
I actually think that helps because I think it's just cool to see him in the uh, the Arc Trooper armor with like the the blue side piece and all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's like his most iconic look. That's how you see him a lot. Of, I know you like see him with his helmet off in Clone Wars, um, but it just wouldn't. I don't think it would do him as much justice. So I actually thought that helped with his design, but I agree with Dale. It was really like he looks great. It's cool that Tamar Morrison is voicing him, but it's just you see him for you see him even less than Zeb. He like yeah. has one line for ten seconds. Yeah, yeah. Although, yeah. although to be fair, I think if if, if Dave Filoni ever canonized that the old guy on Endor was Rex, I think he shoots way up the rankings. At least he has a little more screen time. Or, or if Dave Filoni ever confirms that he was the guy in. Endor, he's disqualified. <laughs> because he'd be in live action first. Yeah. True. Oh, good point. And uh, Pete, before we move on here, I know that like you guys have had some issues with Harris portrayal in the live action. You surprised he's number two overall seat in this. Um, I am only because of the physical appearance. I feel like I mean, if she was two overall, I feel like there were better adaptations. When it comes to that, but I know it's a, it's as a whole, right? They're taking an aggregate of all the different points and, and ranking them. So it doesn't surprise me that she's two, but it does surprise me just based on how she looks and how they did with her actual actual character model in live action. Yeah. So that, that's certainly a phone here. So let's go to our last region here. This is the Ashley Eckstein region. So Max, you want to take us home with this one? Yeah. Um, okay. Everyone is seeing this. Okay. So in our number one seed, uh, I think this is a very strong number one seed. You have Hugh Yang uh, versus our number four seed, transitioning from the animated segment of the Star Wars holiday special, Boba Fett. And then number two versus number three is Sabine Wren versus Chopper. This is a fascinating region here. So, Phil, like, I got to ask you guys. Actually, I'm to ask you as you're presenting this region. How did Hu Yang end up so one seed? I freaking love Ahsoka. I think that my recollection of him from Clone Wars is he's like this scholarly, like, oh, I'm teaching the Padawans how to build their lightsaber, whatever. Uh, but then you see him in Ahsoka and he's quippy, he's sarcastic, he's funny. And then he fights like the Grand Inquisitor uh, and just like kicks butt. And that just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. So I, I just was so impressed with what they did with these characters. Plus he looks great. Uh, I mean, I thought that he could have just been like a whatever droid, uh, but they, I think they did a really good job. So I, I was very high on Hu Yang. I think he's a dark horse of this whole bracket. Can Can you put uh, the screen back on? Yes. I didn't. I didn't. I focused too much on the one four. I didn't even realize who the two three was. Two ah. three. Sabine Wren two versus Chopper number three. This series, I feel like, is right. wide open. I agree. I did a lot of fun with this region here, Pete. And, like, we did suffer through the entire holiday special two years ago. So, that's just another fun fact people may not be aware of that Boa Fett does originate from this thing in the Anime segment. Think he's following us around, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I don't know. Just, I, I think that we may have an upset in this region. I'm not going to say where. There's definitely potential for upsets in this There's region. There's definitely potential for an upset. Um, I think more so in this region than the other three. Uh, um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I have a seating question for Phil on this one here. Why is Boa Fett a four? Ma Max uh, and I both have some strong 
feelings. Uh, Max may be even stronger than me that Boba Fett might be the most overrated character in all of Star Wars. Uh, you don't really, uh, I, I would be remiss not to let Max, uh, just rant about Boba Fett. Okay. Max, so, go for it. I suffered through the holiday special when I was like 16 years old. It is easily the worst thing ever associated with Star Wars. But you know what you get in the holiday special? You get Boba Fett riding a dinosaur lizard, and he's like taming this other dinosaur. And he's conniving, he's cunning. It's actually like an interesting portrayal in an otherwise sea of awfulness. Then we get to episode five, and he just stands there. It's like, oh, he looks cool. Like Darth Vader talks to him one time, and chases on fine. And then episode six, he gets eaten by the Sarlacc. Like, that's that's Boba Fett in a nutshell. Guy who goes from taming dinosaurs to being swallowed by this sand beast. That's not, like, an intimidating character. And then, right, we have Book of Boba Fett. He's not really well portrayed or exciting. Like, you know, Fennec's doing all his hard work, or you have Mando doing all the things that are, are what people wanted Boba Fett to do, other than, like, the train scene. So I was I was very low on Boba Fett. I think like General Grievous, right? I was saying, oh, he's awesome in Clone Wars 03 and Revenge of the Sith. He's like, you know, it's 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 a it's a drop off, and that was part of the seating. Boba Fett, I think, goes from like seeming really promising, like tip top, to just just blank slate, nothing there. I think Boba Fett is easily the most overrated character in the entire series, and Hu Yang should beat him like he did the, Inqui- the Grand Inquisitor. Or not the Grand Inquisitor, the uh, Inquisitor. Uh, Pete, what do you think about that? I know you've been one of the very anti-Boba Fett people on this podcast. Yeah, I I have been, and I and I agree, and I tend to agree with Max. However, what I would employ people to do is to listen to our last podcast, um, where Nick talks about Boba Fett as a character and what he has done technically for the franchise. Um, and I think that's why there might be a battle there. I don't, you know, I'm not going to speak for Nick. Nick, it's Nick's uh, content, and he can speak more about it when we go to do the actual bracket. Um, but I, I think there's more there than just the overrated character, and I think that's why we may kind of duke it out there in that bracket. Plus, I'll also point out here as a counter to you, Max, I feel like that what we got out of Boba and Mandalorian in Season 2 when he first shows up, and like you see him get his arm back, he kicks some ass on, on the uh, planet when they're trying to protect Grogu, like, I think that also is a point in his favor. That's true too. He does he does have his moments, but I just feel like overall. Uh, but I am interested to hear Nick's take on. I guess the Nick you're talking about like the cultural value of Boba Fett and what he's done with the franchise. Yeah, in a way, you could you could anyone listening could go back and listen to last week's or the most recent podcast where we did the AMA, where. Essentially, I went into detail, and actually, this posted this clip is posted on Instagram and TikTok, all the other places, yep. and TikTok, Twitter, threads, all of them. Where essentially, he was a man with no name, just an armor. Now, technically, he had a name because the, the holiday special came out first. But holiday special aside, he was just a man with no name, with just armor. And how much it spawned! It spawned. An entire race of people, an entire planet of lore built around how cool he looked. A show, meaning The Mandalorian, a spin-off show of that show, his own show. Sabine dressing like that. His father, like, I mean, obviously Django is supposed to be his father, supposed to have come first, but let's get real, if Boba didn't exist, if he wasn't that cool, they would not have made Django in the prequels. That would never would have happened. So because of all how cool he looked without even having a name, 
and how how awesome he was in the Empire Strikes Back just to see it spawned so many things without even having a name. Yeah, that's a those are fair points, uh, and I will say, I mean, that's kind of like the Darth Maul effect too, although in the the reverse. Um, but we did we did not have a criteria for like cultural value or importance within in the the Star Wars community. Maybe that was uh, a quality that we we overlooked here. Uh, I'll, st I'll stand by my picks, nonetheless. But that is, and Phil and our, our picks, nonetheless. But that is a very interesting point. Yeah, and I'll also point out your before we're on here, Phil. Like, I assume you're the only person on this panel has not watched the Star Wars Holiday Special. I've seen it. Yeah, so we I, I've seen it. You've seen the entire thing. Yes, unfortunately. No one's been spared. So we all five of us have seen this thing. Yeah, I've I've seen it. Unfortunately, uh, curiosity got the better of me. But uh, yeah, I I I hear Nick's points on Boba Fett. They're fair. So I think he's got a really tough matchup with Hugh Yang. I just thought Hugh Yang was excellently portrayed in Ahsoka. I took a character who's not really that memorable from the Clone Wars and just shot him up to a number one seed in our bracket. All right. And I also need to go to uh, Max here as a deep, deep cut Star Wars guy. Chopper opinions here, because obviously he gets the little cameo in Rogue One, and then we get him in Ahsoka here. And like, we are big Chopper fans here on this podcast. So, like, what do you think of him? Chopper, I guess, you know, there was a part of me that wanted to put him in like the Zeb Rex category where, oh, he doesn't really get a ton of screen time, but I do feel like he gets enough that you see his characterization and he's for me he was spot on he still had the same like rebelliousness he had sort of the same and you know it's hard to screw up how his design is because he's just like a 3d object um but a lot of the same mannerisms a little bit of the same sense of humor um so i i really appreciated how well he was done i think when phil and i were going over this list i had him ranked higher i don't remember what our like internal rankings are but I think I pushed hard to have Chopper uh, nearer to the top. I think he's in the top ten, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, right? He's I think he's eleven. He's eleven. Oh, oh. <laughs> I didn't push hard enough. Yeah, and um, yeah, and Pete Max but, makes a great point here because like the first time we see Chopper in the Soka, he's basically ready to commit more war crimes, so he's like spot on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he comes out of the gate hot. Yeah, so I agree with that. It, it's it's hard to. You know the three criteria, the three piece, the three criteria that you guys used to rank was how much they look like the character, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. He looks perfect. How much they sound and act like the character? It's perfect. And how the character is developed in terms of keeping its personality and whatnot? It's perfect. So if we just go off the criteria, I think he's the one seed overall. <laughs> but it's hard to do that because that makes this kind of boring. Yeah. So yeah, I I have a hard time with the droids like Chopper and R2 and BB-8 who don't talk. They, it makes them harder to... Well, then let me higher. recommend four Clone Wars episodes to you. <laughs> Mike, what is that, season four? Season, I think it's season five. There are four episodes, Philip, where it is maybe five or six droids and 3PO. No, it's not 3PO. Four episodes straight. It's not, it's not 3PO. It's like that random frog guy. But there oh, is you're right. Yes. Where... Only one character can talk in the entirety of these four episodes. Yeah. There. Well, that that sounds like a rough episode to watch, but uh, they they're harder to rank just because you you're right. The 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 voice is the same, but 
there's not it, it, it's hard to find a lot of character development with them i think they're just droids like that are mostly meant for comedic relief and little kids like them yeah and i do think max as somebody who's like deep in the clone war stuff are you with us where like you see a clone an arc starting with droids you're like okay skip 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 to the next thing no, I, I remember which episode you guys are talking about with R2 and the group of droids and they're like on that ship. I think they're like they like the the separatists like take over the ship, right? And the droids have to like fend them off or something like that. That's a good arc. There's also the one where like R2 D2 and C3PO are on that planet with like the very small alien race and they go into like that, that chamber or something and they like help with their crops or their water. I don't remember what episode arc that is but i do think that with the right writing you can do a lot with the droids obviously they didn't have the time to flesh out chopper here but i think he has enough of a personality that they give him in rebels that like he actually has something to contribute i don't think he's just like a rex or a zeb yeah that was was one reason why i like rebels more than clone wars like less droid arcs you well I guess you're saying then you didn't like the droid arcs, but I, I mean, I feel again, I think if you do the right thing with the droid arcs, they can be good, but it just, it just depends. I mean, R2, even though he doesn't talk, he has a personality. People know yeah. him, right? Yeah. I think the yeah, way sure, that... sure. They all do. BB-8 does, but that, that, that's where Max and I had our disagreement on Chopper. I couldn't rank him higher just because he doesn't talk. All right. So to reset what these rankings are for this half of the region, this is the, the top left was the, uh, I believe it was the D. Bradley Baker region here. So that was Hera was the two C, Rex was the fifteen, and then our six eleven was Ezra our seven ten was Ezra and General Grievous. So that's the ranking on that, Nick. Okay. And then the other one here, it's uh three fourteen is Hu Yang Boa Fett, and then six eleven is Sabine Chopper. All right. So I'm I, I need to visualize this. So do you have the whole bracket in one? I, I do have the whole bracket in one. So give me one second, you're gonna pull that up to Go in here. So, uh, P, any final thoughts before I get the bracket up? No, not really. Yeah, I think we hit. We everything. we didn't really touch on Sabine much, uh, but um, I think she ended up getting knocked down a few pegs because, uh, in my opinion, her character in Ahsoka is just not very likable. Uh, so I think it knocked her down a couple of pegs, but but I think it was a overall pretty good portrayal. All right, so let me give you the full bracket here. This is for the audience. This will go up on our socials as well. People can check this out here. So this is the full screen here if you guys want to check it out here. So obviously this is the left side. The left side, we're going to start here next week on Thrawn, the play-in, Cad Bane, and Saw Gerrera. So they're going to the pot, deal with the Ahsoka pod on the other side, then the Hera pod and the Hu Yang pod on the other pod here. So Nick, seeing it fully out, does that help you visualize this a little bit? It does. I'm thinking about the future and how this is going to play out. And I do have a question. We go through this. We I, I, I can't. We did this with um, the next movie that was our one. We did like last like a year and a half ago. And how do we vote on this? We just kind of have an opinion, me, you, and Pete. And yeah, that's we, how it works. Yeah, it's like the three of us voted, and then like whoever like with, with, with his majority ruled. Makes sense. Okay, so they, yeah, so they can't have a tie because it's three of us. All right, that makes sense then. All right. Yeah, we also will get the audience. We'll put polls up for the audience. The audience to vote on these things, see how they weigh, and see how they feel about. Yeah, this. I did. The, I remember putting those up on Instagram. So yeah, we'll do those. Yeah, so that's gonna be some fun here. I do think this is gonna be a very interesting bracket here. I will say, I think you guys nailed the seating here. I think it's a very well done bracket. Thank you. Try our best. 
Yeah. Yeah, we we spent uh we spent some considerable time on this. Yeah, and uh Nick- So I see on the rundown that you sent out, Mike, you have discuss characters that did not make the cut and you have them Black highlighted, out. so I can't read them. Yeah. I did not I did not cheat and I did not see them, so I'm really interested to see who they were. All right, so cuz this is based off a Sporkle quiz basically, so I just went through went play and played out who was on there, so here are the ones who did not make the cut for reasons where I did not think there's enough to discuss with them or they were like barely in it in terms of stuff here. So, uh, Tara, oh, you're talking about like, um, Tara like Sanu, the guys who were in the beginning of Ahsoka, like Tara Sanu, Jai, yeah. Jai Kel, Ryder Azadi did not make the cut here. Uh, Senator Giallo from resistance, not made the cut because we have not seen resistance and we did not, we don't have a point of base to judge us from. So that's the one here. And, Remember when it came out of the animated sh- the animated O three Clone Wars Commander Cody? Hmm. That's uh actually that's an interesting one. Like he's not like he's in episode three as much as he's in as much as like Zeb was in uh Mando or like Rex is in Ahsoka. That's an interesting one to leave out. Yeah, for me the reason I didn't put it in the list, Phil, was just that like we, he's in so little, like, I mean, he's in something that's not really canon, and, like, you get, like, very few minutes of Cody relative to, like, Zeb in Rebels, so we have less to base on Cody. Yeah, you get a lot, you get less on him, and also, uh, I guess Zeb is, uh, and Rex are more, they're more recent, so they're just more in our memory. Yeah, and Max, I'll also point out here that there was a, I believe a storyline with Cody that got cut from Kenobi. I think if he had been in there, he would have made the bracket. That I did not know. That would have been very interesting. I think the original, if I remember correctly, Nick, if I'm wrong, was the original draft of Kenobi that, like, at some point that, like, he was going to go to Cody for help trying to either evade the Inquisitors or protect Luke or something? I remember this, but I don't remember how we found that out. I think it was on the, I think somewhere on the internet posted that, that the story. Well, I'm sure it was. Apparently Cody, yeah. so Max, the storyline goes at Cody's that apparently like he was going to be on Tatooine having reconnected with Obi-Wan after getting his chip removed following Order 66. And like when Obi-Wan goes to find Leia, he's basically going to ask Cody to watch over Luke. Huh. Yeah, I think if that would have been in it. But I, I definitely understand why you would pick Rex or, or Zeb because even like Zeb obviously got more character development in Rebels. Rex got more development in Clone Wars and Rebels than and Cody did. Um, that would have been hard though if he was on uh, if he was in Kenobi because that's actually that sounds like a very intriguing storyline. Yeah, and Pete, we got we got more out of one episode of Bad Batch of Cody, but like he's not been seen since. So yeah, it, it makes sense. Um, I just don't like you had mentioned. I don't think there's enough to base a discussion around. You also don't want to put two characters that are so similar with one another because they inevitably will fight will match up at some point in the draft, and then Rex has to win. Because Rex is just more iconic as a character. So you're just putting somebody in their draft who has no chance of winning. Yeah, so I think that's it for the bracket wrap-up here. So next week, we're going to start out here with the George Lucas region here. So I'm going to refresh on the screen here for people who are not. I'm going to put the full bracket up here. So we're going to be talking about next week, Thrawn, our playing matchup between Jason Duel and the Fifth Brother, Cad Bane versus Sagarera. One of these four will advance to our final four. That's going to be coming up next week on the podcast here, so... Uh, Max and Phil, I'll I'll ask you offline, like who you think who you would put through out of that bracket. So, 
Now, wouldn't you imagine since they made it, this has to be all the ones? Yeah, I would think. Yeah. But you never know. Yeah, but uh, the 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 ones are uh, the the more interesting ones are the two three matchups for us, uh, and and the play in. I don't know who's going to win the play in. We'll see. Uh, I think they're just two very bad characters, so it should be a interesting play in matchup. Yep. So the other thing was a lot of the bracket was consensus, right? So like we ranked the number ones together. But maybe, you know, one of us thought that that person shouldn't be number one. Yeah. yeah so that's something fun here. We'll definitely keep me up on everything here. Well, thank you guys for coming on here. So, uh, Max, do you have any social media you want us to follow you at? Are you just going to hang, be here for the ride? Uh, I am not a social media person. I'm just here for the ride. All right. That sounds good. Phil, thanks again for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Uh, you know, maybe, uh, Maybe what Max and I could do is fill out a bracket and you guys can share our brackets when you finish this uh, in five weeks or whenever. Yeah, that sounds good. You guys can fill out your brackets. I will reveal them in the, fi- in the finale, how you guys played this out. All right, sounds good. All right, that sounds good here. Uh, Pete, Pete, I'll follow you on social media. I can do that. At Consy29 on Twitter, C-O-N-S-Y-2-9. Uh, Nick, one more time. People want to follow us on social media. I can do that. At Sky Guys Podcast. It's on Instagram, Twitter, Threads and TikTok. I hesitated with Twitter there. Yeah, you got a mascot in your head there. Yeah, I was gonna say Twitter, <laughs> formerly known as X, but then that'd be wrong. So I didn't know what to say. So I just said Twitter. Yep. Okay. You also follow follow me on social media. M Phillips three three one. M P H I L I P S three three one. This week over on the Just on the Suffering podcast, we're gonna have a Knicks season preview. I'm chatting with DJ Ace from Knicks Film School, so we have a little Knicks preview here. Phil, basketball season's here. All right, uh, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, I don't know how I feel about the Knicks, but uh, I don't want to get into the Knicks right now or, or my over-unders. Uh, I think I may have picked the Texas Rangers as an under, and they're a win away from the World Series. So uh, my baseball over-unders weren't looking too good on the other podcast, but we'll we'll recap that. Uh, before I go, though, I do want to announce that uh, Nick's nephew, my son, is now almost done with a new hope. And he is becoming a Star Wars fan, so we are converting. Very nice. Very good. Who is his favorite character so far? Darth Vader. He's got good taste. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, be sure to check out if anyone hasn't listened, Mike, to our over unders. That yeah. those those set those set in tomorrow, Tuesday, the twenty fourth. The season begins where we we got our over unders, and as Mike's mentioned on our podcast when we recorded it. Last year, if you followed along, you were what seven and one. Seven and one last year on NBA over unders between so, the two of us. So please follow along this year. We know what we're doing. Yeah, that was last week's episode of the Just on the Suffering podcast. So that was NBA oh, over okay. unders with Nick and our friend Dan was on. Didn't have health picks, so we both had one and two. That was not a great week for us. All right. Tough week in the NFL. Yeah, it was a tough week here. We'll be back next week. We're gonna kick off the bracket here, but until then, may the force be with you. <laughs>